This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Mike Sedita. Hello, everyone out there. It is July. It is summertime, and we are here to record episode number 30 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. And we are excited to be joined by Dan Tammy of Good Guys Golf Carts. He is the marketing manager. Dan, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm great. How are you? I am doing really well. A little bit about the Good Neighbor Podcast so you understand you know, why we do this, who we are, and, and how we got into it. The Good Neighbor Podcast started back in 2020 during COVID when everybody was social distancing and we couldn't really get out into the community to tell about what businesses were doing, what charities were doing, things like that. And a gentleman by the name of Charlie McDermott developed this during COVID. And over the past three years, it's grown to a national podcast. We're all over the country. And I'm fortunate enough to be the host here in the Tampa market. And the whole premise of why we do it is to get businesses that are doing good things in the community out so that residents can hear about what they have going on and learn a little bit about more, a little more about what's in their area. So with that being said, tell us a little bit about Good Guys. So good guys, we've been around for about 10 years. Uh, we are right here in Luce, Florida, um, serving all the surrounding areas, Tampa, Dade City, uh, Zephyr Hills, everywhere uh, within pretty much a 35 mile radius. Um, we started with a van 10 years ago and with great service and, or customer service and hard work, we've, we've grown into a multi-location business. And so where's the new location? It will be in Dade City. In Dade City. Okay, wow. So you guys are really really uh, creating a, uh, a wide reach there from, from Lutz. I mean, I know right where you guys are in Lutz, um, all the way out to Dade City. That's kind of a hike. You don't have to commute back and forth from there, do you? I won't know. But, yes, I mean, w- we will have people out there. Awesome. And then a little bit about your background. Have you always been in the automotive side of the business? Have you always been in marketing? What's a little bit of your background? So I've been doing golf carts for 10, 10 years now. Um, I, I just came from back from Minnesota. I was up there for a while uh, managing a couple locations. Uh, I came here and they presented me the opportunity with uh, handling all the events and marketing. And I just kind of hit the ground running with it. That's great. So how, how long have you been back in Tampa from Minnesota? About a year ago. About a year now. Yeah. Okay. And what, um, so let me ask you this. Uh, are you originally from that area or are you originally from here? I'm originally from Polk County. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, how many winters in Minnesota did you get? St- I mean, I w- get stuck doing. Just one, man. That was that was too much for me. <laughs> you and me both. When I moved out, when I got out of the Northeast, I gave away my snowblower. I said, you know what? I'm never going to need this piece of machinery again. Break it down to parts and sell the spark plugs for all I care. I will never <laughs> need it. You can have it and take it and go. So yeah. I totally can get that. Minnesota's winters are, are awful. So is there a big... Is there a big golf cart? I mean, I, you know, I mean, there's a bunch of golf courses, I'm assuming, but is it like, is there communities like there are here that are using them? They can't use them year round. No. And that's, that's the thing. The golf cart game up there is quite a bit different. It's all about camping and, uh, you know, sporting up there when it comes to golf carts. Right. Nothing, and they do have the communities, but like you say, they're only open, you know, probably three or four months out of the year. So right. most camping. So it's basically someone's getting a golf cart, they're tricking it out a little bit, they're towing it behind their RV or whatever they have, taking it to a, a like a campground type of thing and using that as their mode of, of transportation when they're on site type of thing? Yeah, absolutely. That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's a different world than what we have here in Tampa. I mean, you know, in Florida in general, but Tampa, I mean, there's I've seen them in there. I was in there talking to Mark and Rory one day 
And there was a guy tricking one out. I don't know what he had to spend $30,000 on this thing. I mean, it was incredible. He had it decked out nicer than my car. Um, so that's, I mean, it's interesting what people, what people do with their golf carts. Is there any, um, you know, for me, I think of a golf cart on a golf course with a governor on it that's keeping me in check from driving. Is there any myths and misconceptions about how golf carts operate, some of the newer technology? What's some of the things that people that are listening to this are going to go like, like, wow, I didn't think a golf cart could do that. Or, you know, I thought golf carts did this and they don't do that. You know, anymore with golf carts, there's not much you can't do. Um, they've, they've developed every aftermarket accessory and uh, convenience that you can think of. So, I mean, it's all within reason, but I mean, there's not much that you can't do. Um, as far as speed or governed, I mean, everything comes factory governed. Um, they only go, you know, between 15 and 19, um, maybe even as low as 14, you know, right. Right a lot. So, I mean, that's what you're going to expect when buying a golf cart. Um, like I said, they do have performance parts and, and, you know, high speed motors and things like that. You can always upgrade at this point. Yeah, I think this guy I was in there that day had the Ferrari of good guy golf carts. It was it was pretty <laughs> incredible. Yeah. Um, so one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was um, was some of the philanthropy that you guys do. Um, you know, you guys do donations and things in the community to different organizations or a organization. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Lutz is our home. You know, we started everything here and we built everything here, and we really support the community. Um, we're we're constantly doing things with Make a Wish. Um, lo local high school fundraisers, um, sponsorships there. Um, we do things with uh, fire, fire departments or local fire departments. Anything that we can get involved with with, with the community, we try to uh, get in tune with that pretty well. So tell me a little bit about the Make-A-Wish stuff because I had someone, you know, like I've talked to, you know, I've talked with Mark for probably almost two years. I've met Rory several times. I know you guys do a great, you know, your, your setup out there is incredible and loots. But it, someone had kind of come to me and said, you know, these guys do some amazing stuff with Make-A-Wish. I mean, is there, can you elaborate a little bit more on what you guys do with Make-A-Wish? You know, basically we just, we work with them to provide children with, with you know, things they need, things they want. Um, uh, we do everything we can to make their lives more comfortable and accommodate them where we can. Um, we do a lot of their 5Ks and uh, events where we show up, we set up, you know, we pass out you know, cards and things like that. But we, we, we donate heavily to, to these communities because that's, that's where it's needed and that's uh, what we love to do. That's, that's incredible. So, um, and is there, any, is there any tie? Like, for example, um, like for me, I donate to a lot of cancer and dementia stuff. My mom had cancer. My dad has dementia. Is there a tie that something with the Make-A-Wish Foundation that kind of brought you guys into it? Or were you guys just like, you know what, this is such a good, this is such a good charity that we need to be a part of it. Or is there some connection? You know, when we developed the name good guys, we had that in mind. So we, we try to remain, you know, within our name and, and just reach out in every way that we can. Um, Mark and I have children. Um, we understand special needs. We understand needs with children altogether. So we just try to, you know, focus on that and, and just be good guys. You know, it's funny is, is, you know, I have a, a retro Mustang, it's convertible, um, and I used to have a golf cart, and the kids, when they would get in it, like, they can get in any car, but something about being in a golf cart and the open air, it's almost like you could see their eyes light up, like they're doing something, like, that they shouldn't, not that they shouldn't be doing, but it's almost like they're in this, like, funky ride that every, it gives them attention, it gives them a little excitement, which is really cool to bring that back to people, that's awesome. 
Absolutely. I mean, yeah, it's just like driving a car. I mean, at this point, they all have turn signals, brake pedals, you know, gas pedals. And it, to them, it's the closest thing. So, you know, they really enjoy it. And then you, you bring up a good point, too. And that's one of the things maybe as, you know, a misconception. Um, some people think that golf carts are only allowed to be used in golf cart specific communities. Am I wrong to to make this assumption that, yes, there are communities that are golf cart only, you know, not golf cart only, but you can have a golf cart in those communities. But if you guys create a golf cart that's street legal, that golf cart could be used in any community or is that is that incorrect? You know, within reason, um, obviously. Yeah. And yes, I mean, there are certain communities where you don't need to be street legal. But uh, with the increasing popularity in the Tampa area specifically, um, be all everything becoming golf cart friendly, um, we do have a street legal pra- uh, package that does allow you to stay on, you know, low speed streets, sidewalks, anywhere through the town, as long as you're avoiding like major highways. And this will vary wherever you're at. Right. But yeah, I mean, generally you can take them almost anywhere at this point, you know, you get way tagged, registered and everything for you. And then I guess my next question leading off of that is because we were talking about kids and we're talking about street legal, you know, street legal, you know, like registered. If I, if I go out and buy a golf cart, if I go buy that Ferrari that this guy had at, at your shop, you know, last year, and I make it street legal, children underage still can't drive that, or are they allowed to drive it? If it's it, Once no. it's registered, they need to have a license. Right, right. And like I said, that, that will all change depending on where you're at. Um, but yeah, right. typically need to be licensed. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of one of the things I ran into. You know, we, you know, I work in about 11 different communities around Pasco and Hillsborough County, some like higher-end communities. And that's always kind of the on the community boards, that's kind of the one of the major complaints with the old, you know, an older group of residents versus younger families is, you know, little Johnny was on their golf cart and he was driving it and, you know, whatever, reckless. So like some of those things that, you know, I think people run into making sure they understand what they should be doing, what they could be doing, because the last thing anybody wants is someone to get hurt when they shouldn't be driving that vehicle. Um, so they do need, they would need some license. That's good to know. That's definitely a good thing for people to know and understand. From from your perspective, I mean, when you're not uh, shoveling snow in Minnesota or, uh, you know, down here working on golf carts and doing the marketing for good guys, what do you do for fun? How do you let off steam? Uh, I try to get on the course as, as often as possible. Uh, we like to golf uh, everybody in the office, so we try to make time throughout the week. Um, I have children, so I spend a lot of time with them. Other than that, man, I just try to catch up on some sleep <laughs> in between. <laughs> sleep is sleep is one of my favorite hobbies too. I try to get it whenever I can. Okay, so you bring up a good. You know, all right, so who's the best golfer between you, Rory, and Mark? Neither of us. It's actually the guy Eric. It's our sales guy. Eric the sales. Oh, he's a sales yeah. guy. Of course, he's good at golf. Podcast is why I'll say that, but it's him. What? Wait, what was that about the podcast? He will never hear this. That's why. I- okay. <laughs> You don't want to give him any ammunition that he might be able to use later on. Plenty of it already. All right. So you guys are on the golf course. Set Eric aside. You know, see me, I'm a, I played baseball growing up, right? So I have a terrible slice swing. Like when I lived in Atlanta, like I should have come with a warning to the families on the golf course that, you know, I'm playing and they should put up extra screening or whatever they needed to do because I sliced everything. So when the three of you get on the course, if it's a battle of bad, is there a lot of trash talk that goes on on the golf course? Or is it just, hey, listen, we're going to drink our swing juice and play the game and not bother anybody? So it's pretty much what you said, just a bunch of danger and warning signs everywhere and trying to figure it out as we go. But we have a lot of fun. Um, you know, there, there's a little trash talk, uh, but, you know, it's all just fun. 
It's competitive, good fun. Listen, that's good. I always found that when I was playing, see, I don't drink. So the guys I would play with, the drunker they would get, the trash talk would increase. And I would just watch it. It's like watching a train, you know, it's like watching a train wreck, just watching it coming by like the sixth hole. Everybody's getting a little tipsy, a little bit louder. When you get to like 14, and it is just now everybody's getting up because you're playing X amount of friendly monopoly money per hole or whatever you're doing. And yeah. it gets a little heated by the time you get to 14. Yeah, we don't we don't have anything like that, but we do. Uh, we do get you know, pretty deep into it. Um, it's, it's a good time. though. And how old are your kids? 11. Uh, the oldest is 13, 11 and eight. Oh, those are good ages. Are they what are they in sports? What do they do? So the girls, uh, my oldest is in gymnatic, gymnastics. My middle does not care about anything. My son will start baseball soon. So your middle child, your a uh, boy or a girl? Girl. And she doesn't care about. I mean, is she into like what is she? Is she into video games? Is she into yeah, girly yeah, stuff? Yeah. So she's kind of a tomboy, but she also enjoys being a child. She doesn't. She doesn't try to go, you know, past her age or anything. She enjoys you know, toys and video games. That's what she's still in that stage. And I love it. So yeah, leave it there for as long yeah. as you possibly can leave it there. I mean, they I try to tell her. Yeah. I mean, with all the stuff that kids are exposed to, the longer you can stay in that, that mode with them is that's awesome, man. Good for you. That's great. So that's all you're, you're juggling a lot of stuff and your son's about to get started. So yeah, uh, it's only going to increase by 30%. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> what, um, <clears throat> So tell us, people that are listening to this, you know, we hear good guys. We know what you do. It's kind of a fun field to be in. It's not like you're selling insurance or or doing, you know, doing dental work on people. Uh, people are coming to see you guys. They're excited. They're getting something to bring into their family. But from, from your standpoint, or even the business in general, tell us, the people listening, a little bit about like a hardship or something maybe you went through that, you know, kind of helped galvanize you to get to the spot you're at now, to be a part of an organization like Good Guys? Um, I mean, to be honest, that it, it was all cert- or happenstance to get me here. It was all, you know, just a chain of very small events, nothing really, really intense. Uh, you know, I started out um, here as or with golf carts as a driver. That was my very first golf cart job. I was working okay. at a fencing company. And uh, it was extremely hot one day. So I was on lunch and I, <laughs> I got on Craigslist, found a golf cart driving job. And here I am, you know, 10 years later. Uh, Good been for you. Great company since. Uh, learned a lot of stuff, but uh, nothing real crazy. Just just a chain of events. Awesome. So um, so but when is Dade City scheduled to open? So we are hoping October, November. That's what we're looking at right now. Okay. Uh, that's always subject to change. You know how construction is. Yeah, right now it's crazy. By us, it's crazy. What um, what seasonality wise? I mean, we live in Florida, right? So it's not like we just discussed with Minnesota where there's seasonality to it. Is there seasons of the year? I mean, I know when I spoke to Mark, gosh, it's got to be a while ago. Inventory was so scarce just on golf carts at that point. I think you guys had like a handful on the lot. Um, that were kind of they were they were trickling in is inventory still an issue and then is there any seasonality to what you guys do uh yes and no uh so the inventory thing when when covid hit you know it caught everybody's body by surprise you know and like everything else in the world at that time it's hard to get anything right uh, materials carts uh it just just to do anything even to stay open sometimes was tough uh 
just because people didn't want to come out. But it the the popularity of golf carts soared higher than it's ever been before because what's the best play or way to stay home and still be outside? Right. Jump on the course, jump on a golf cart, and go for a ride. So while the demand went way up, the supply went way down. Since you know the past you know year or so, everything's kind of leveled out, and we've seen a good a good change in inventory, and everything's pretty steady now. So that's uh that's not really a thing anymore. Right. But as far as season, you know, we are we are a tourist state. You know, we do have a lot of people that come down, and they are seasonal as well. Um, so that does make us seasonal. You know, a lot of the people from Minnesota and up north, you know, they come down here for the summer and, you know, they spend some time here and that's whenever they do their shopping. So we do have, a, a would say, probably, you know, late October, early October um, to uh, probably May, April. So that, OK, so that's what I was going to add. That What I was getting into with that was the fact that you guys are opening this new location in October and Florida's kind of seasons are different. Like I grew up up north, you know, summer was the time when you got out. In Florida, for everybody else, it's kind of the opposite. They want to come down here in the winter where it's gorgeous and beautiful and they can do that stuff. So the timing of October for Dade City is perfect, I'm assuming. Yeah, we're, we're hoping to, you know, catch the full season. Um, either way, we're, we're pretty, you know, confident that it's going to be a success and it's going to work out really well. But yeah, I mean, it's going to work out great for that reason as well. Awesome. And then if there's one thing people listening to this, you want them to take away from hearing the podcast, whether it's about good guys, whether it's about, you know, what you guys do in the community, what would be the one thing you want people to remember about uh, what you guys do? So my favorite thing about good guys and the reason why I, I like to be here is we enjoy what we do. We have some of the best in the business. We, we've got 60 years of combined experience. We all love we just we just adore what we do and and we pride ourselves on our customer service and our name. So we push that. We 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 love our customers. Um, it's how we stay in business. Um, we're we're just the good guys. Awesome. And then we'll we'll put this. We'll obviously put this in the podcast when we post it and do all the stuff that we do. But tell people what's the best way to get a hold of you. Is it calling? Is it emailing? Is it the website? What Facebook? What's the best way if we want to schedule an appointment or come in? How do we get a hold of you? How do we get our next golf cart? So you can call us anytime. Um, our phone number is 813-501-4181. Um, we can, I mean, you, you can email us. You can stop by. Um, we have a website. It has all of our inventory live with pricing um, as well as direct email and contact information. Um, we're right off 41 in Lutz. Um, there, there's uh, Facebook messaging. There, we, we make ourselves very available. No wonder Eric is so good at golf. You have all the prices right online. People could just buy them, and they don't, he doesn't have to be there. He just goes and he just hangs out, and they come in in droves. Right, right. So he – here, give me one second here. I was going to try to find you a, a, a special link, but I, I think it's been removed. Um, oh, we could, if you want to pull it up, we can add it. We could add it to the podcast, which we'll we'll get into that here in a second. But uh, but yeah, I mean, we'll we'll make sure everybody knows how to contact you guys and people listening to this. I can tell you, I've been in good guys multiple times. You know, you're not walking in there and just getting some random person who just you know started selling golf carts a week ago or doesn't know anything about the the logistics of how they operate. You're getting guys with skin in the game. They're invested in the business. You know, guys, you know, obviously like Eric, when he's not playing golf and Dan and Rory and Mark, these guys are in there and they're working hard and they're doing the right thing in the community. So if you're out there listening to this podcast and you need a golf cart, whether it's for 
uh, just cruising around the golf course or your neighborhood or you want a street legal something, contact the guys at Good Guys. They are available. Dan, thank you so much for being on the Good Neighbor Podcast. I appreciate your time. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure, man. Thanks for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast Passcode. To nominate your favorite local businesses to be featured on the show, go to gnppasco.com. That's gnppasco.com or call 813-922-3610.